Hey everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, episode number 103. Today we are introduced by a special guest. We have uh, Yasmin Badri with us, uh, rejoining us. She was on... I don't actually remember what episode you were on with us. It was a while ago. Me either. What was it again? It was a while ago. Do you remember? I'm trying to remember myself. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's been, been quite like, some time. She was definitely on the episode. I know that. I don't I don't recall either. She's <laughs> <laughs> like it was yeah. it was a while back. Yeah. Um so she is joining us today to review the new Marvel uh, cinematic film Black Widow, which uh, originally was supposed to come out last year but it probably released now in theaters and Disney Plus premiere. Uh, before we do get into uh, what we've been watching, of course, uh, Yasmin, let us, I mean, you, I know you've obviously told us before, but give a reminder to everybody who you are, what you like to watch, you can plug anything you like, go sure. for it. Yeah, uh, I got nothing to plug, but um, I'm Yasmin, <laughs> I, um, I've known these guys for a long time, and um, I, I've done many things in life. Right now, I'm currently a student, I'm studying data science, so... That's my life. That and um, I've had a lot of time during this pandemic, so I've been watching a lot of movies and shows and nice a lot of media. We all have too. <laughs> For the I don't most know part. if you saw it out, but we, we watched every James Bond movie. So <laughs> <laughs> we only mention it every episode. Yeah, we are the James Bond podcast. So just let you know. Um, I've seen any first. of the old ones. I've only seen like from like Pierce Brosnan on. Oh, then you're missing out on that reference. In, um, <laughs> we got to get you on the bandwagon. You're, you're, you're missing or, out on the James vehicles, so you need to. Yeah, yeah. apparently, uh, I like how they chose the one movie where I look exactly like the bad guy too. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" It was it's the fucking one. It's Moonraker. I was like, "It's fucking Moonraker." <laughs> oh, Moonraker. Um, yeah. So uh, listen back to that episode, by the way, guys. Roger Moore one. So yeah, no, it's kind of weird because um, uh, we've known you a long time. I met Yasmin when I was fucking 18 now i'm in my 30s so yeah. wow. look at me wow. now holy shit he's old good times you can't see him but like he's 14 old years. i don't i don't even Eight. think i was 30 yeah. when i met yasmin i think because we yeah. met yeah we met at work mm-hmm. yeah you were 43 yeah who's this old timer yeah back in 08 i want to say mm-hmm. yeah yeah this year's years yeah yeah the good old days all right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Sears yeah. crew, what up? Yeah, so um we're slowly just revealing our past to you guys every time. Yeah. So you guys learn a little bit more. You're like, wait a minute. Let me Somebody's got like a wall they're, somewhere he's just put putting in the threads. Together. They're they're Trying gonna be like Charlie yeah. Day <laughs> in Always Sunny, just connecting everything. Yes. We do yeah. have I will say we do have one fan that might be doing that. We have <laughs> one <laughs> You did <laughs> Just putting Somebody all the threads looking. together. Yeah. Not quite caught up to us yet. I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> All right, so uh, let's jump into uh, what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? Oh, well, I'm back. I'm back to hosting this segment. I almost forgot what it was like, so nearly forgot my lines there. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta read them. Hold on. Okay, so what we're watching since it's been a while. I'm not quite sure I'll pick on our guest just yet. Give her a little bit of breathing room. So I'll start with my favorite, Nabil. What have you oh, been watching, sir? James. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I feel special now. <laughs> oh, so he's the favorite. Okay. <laughs> the favorite for what we're watching. Cool. 
It's usually just I want to get the boring shit out of the way. So, <laughs> and that's the real truth. Guys. What British broadcasting channel show have you watched this week? Just though? kidding. Man. There's some good BBC television. I don't. I don't know why you guys hate on it so much. It's pretty good. Sorry. I mean, if I want to fall asleep, I would be like, let me see this or bowling. <laughs> I, you know, I was talking about the night it. manager last week, and I could tell. I heard the podcast, and I just could tell. It's like I'm boring everybody talking about this <laughs> okay then all right well i have been watching something a little interesting it's called evil it's on paramount plus this was i talked about this show before this was actually on cbs the first season um for some reason they migrated over to season two onto paramount plus only which is a, a little upsetting um <laughs> so, I I every show got, i, I watch is dying canceled right didn't it get canceled no it did not it, it they just no. i guess i don't know if it was a good enough following that they put it on Paramount Plus, you know, because all the cool guys are watching it, like me. So it's a it's a new fad in the builder subscription plan. They're uh, spreading out the seasons in different streaming services. So season two of Evil is on Paramount Plus. I've been watching quite a bit of that. It's very it's it's still just as interesting as before, um, as far as the horror elements that they kind of integrate with religion. If you've not heard of the show before, it's essentially about a female psychologist who joins a priest in training and a blue collar kind of contract worker um so it's essentially an atheist a catholic and a muslim or kind of muslim um and they investigate supposed miracles or demonic possession um kind of with with a more scientific explanation or if it's really supernatural and it's it's very what i like about this show and because uh, i don't want to like go over all the details of the episodes but what i really like about the show is that they leave everything very ambiguous at the end like they'll show scenes of something that's demonic or like um just sadistic of some some kind of weird thing that might happen and they don't really explain it in one way saying that oh this is spiritual or oh this is scientific they kind of just leave it open-ended but it's just like genuinely creepy when the scenes happen and you really don't know and then they just kind of carry on to the next episode when the next one starts as if like did that really happen? Did it not? It's like you just kind of have to leave that to what it is and move on to the next thing, which, which is an interesting way to do it. And it, it's, it's a genuinely, it's got good production value. It's it, the actors are great. It stars Katja Herbert, Mike Coulter, and uh, Asif Manvi. So some good actors on there, and they're, they're all doing, you know, their their part as far as like building onto the character and yeah. you know representing like science or religion or somebody who's a non-believer but at the same time leaving it kind of open to the to the audience to feel like they can make their own interpretation of saying well this is what could be happening this is, could not be um and you really don't know where everybody's going what everybody's motives are so it's just a, it's a really great show i do hope that you know it does worry me that it's on paramount plus only that they might <laughs> end up trying to cancel the show uh, i hope they don't because uh, it, I, I want to see continue with these characters and see where they're going. They actually did the lo- most recent episode. They kind of brought in a little bit to uh, Islam with with a Catholic priest as well. They were doing exorcism, but they brought in a jinn, which is kind of like a. I wouldn't say it's like a demon, but it's like this kind of spiritual uh, angel demon kind of thing for that's it's in the uh, in Islam, and so they kind of represent that in there in a way and kind of describe it in both the Catholic perspective and the Muslim perspective. And it, it was the first time to actually kind of lead into something that's more Muslim related. So thought that was interesting and it still made it a genuinely cre- creepy and, and eerie. So I, I do think that 
Marco, you probably really enjoy it. I don't know how much James really likes uh, that kind of supernatural kind of shows because they're not fully leaning into it. So I don't know if you'd be too into it, James. Is it like a horror horror show? You it is. It's kind of horror. It has horror elements to it. But uh, I will say because it's on Paramount Plus, they uh, they get rid of all the censoring. They they swear and they're you know they get they get a little bit more gory on it as well. Because I've heard it's really good. I've heard about it before. This is not the first time of me hearing about it. So. And it's yeah, two two seasons are already. You said Nabil? <laughs> yeah, this is on the second season now. They just started. Yeah, Nabil's like because I mentioned it before and you didn't still see it. <laughs> oh, cool. That's why. Okay, that's why I remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, cool. I got to give my Paramount Paramount Plus more love. There's a couple shows that I've been meaning to yeah. finish on there. T- thank you. Yeah, I mean, Perkins. I have Mikey's login. I, I guess yeah. I can. I don't know. That's the reason I'm not paying for it. I got I got Stephen Ings. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah. Whew. Have you, have you seen train. the show, Yasmin? I don't know if you've heard of the show. or I haven't, no. I was actually trying to figure out when you were talking if it was like a documentary or uh, like a regular show. Mm-hmm. But you said actors. So yeah, it's it's like a, a regular series. Regular yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Okay, it sounds interesting. Yeah, you may like it too. You should give it a, give it a check out. I think, uh, you know, I can't, can't give it enough love. It's one of my favorite shows right now. Uh, the other thing I've been watching, I got, I saw a movie, a popular movie that wasn't in theaters for the podcast. So, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. You saw a movie, sir? <laughs> Holy shit. I got a chance to see The Tomorrow War. That's on Amazon Prime, starring Chris Pratt. They've been advertising it everywhere online, so you know you kind of can't miss the advertisements. Prime's really pushing hard to make sure that you see this. It's essentially about a man who's drafted to a future war uh, to save humanity um, without the people from, what, 30 years in the past to, to save themselves in the future. Um, yeah. It's... <laughs> It's an interesting film. It's very action heavy. I like the action scenes. Can I just interject? My brother was reading the, we almost saw it, and my brother was reading the reviews for it, and I died laughing from the reviews. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw it, I died. So, I mean, (laughs) the the plot is a bit crazy. It's so corny, the dialogue. It's it's like they leaned into the old tropes of like, the, the action films of the really the 90s not even like the good corny like in the 80s it was like the 90s one so it kind of trailed off on just like same old cliche stuff chris pratt i i honestly kind of wish he was funny <laughs> i miss him being more funny in his comedies comedy action things this was just supposed to be him like as a more serious uh action star um i will say the cg was good i liked i liked the action scenes that they did have but the story was just kind of it wasn't the best plot, and there there's a lot that they they don't do. They don't lean in too much about uh, the exactly how the aliens came over there. They don't talk about. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but essentially like how how they go to kind of like the I guess the ending. But there's like an epilogue, but it's really like the ending that happens first in, in the future, and what happens over there with those aliens and. It just all seems very, again, very cliche, so you don't feel like there's anything at stake. I don't know, James, I know that you had seen the film. I'd probably get some of your input on it because I'm, I'm not, probably not doing it much justice, but I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I didn't really like it, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, this movie is uh, fucking terrible. So. <laughs> Summed it up pretty well. All right. it, 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 is almost, oh, it almost feels like two movies. Like yes. The first, uh, not to mention a painfully slow start to this entire movie. It takes 40 minutes for them to go to the fucking future. At one point, they're at a house party in the beginning. It takes 15 minutes for them to get to the Well, point. they ruin a good scene that could have just, like, the, the opening scene of the film 
seemed like a really good intro into what was going to happen for the you know they revisited near the middle of the what 20 30 minutes into the film but it's like don't give away that scene and they they ended up just kind of transitioning from something action-paced and then they're in a home having a party watch, watching football watching soccer but it's like okay do you want to see chris Pratt go take the trash out and like find out he didn't get a job like here you go yeah and then man it's got some of the dumbest plot things i've ever seen in my life like how they figure out like the second half has has a part where it's like they're trying to think of <laughs> like where the aliens might be coming from and shit. It's fucking ridiculous, man. It it sounds like a dumber version of Edge of Tomorrow. That that's what it sounds like to me. Edge well, of mean, Tomorrow was more enjoyable though. And no, I know, and that's what I mean. Like that's why just, it sounds like a dumber yeah. version of Edge of Tomorrow. I I think it if it wishes it was even halfway dumber than yeah. I guess. I, I mean, I'll say Damn. this much, it does have some cool action sequences. There are moments in it that are cool, but it 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 it, it makes a lot of like God. How can I? Say? I don't want to spoil the whole thing. That's why I, build, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It, there's a lot of like they don't explain. They don't. They explain a lot of things at sometimes, but then there's times like yeah, we have a time machine. Like don't worry how about why we have one. Like yeah, they just so, kind of explain. Just it roll away. with it. Just roll with it. Just, like, just for convenience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's one of those things where you just roll with it, and it's like okay, I guess. The director is uh, uh, Chris McKay. He he directed the Lego Batman films. <laughs> and looking at his uh, IMDb filmography and some of the other things he directed, it was pretty much a bunch of animated films. So this is his first real like live-action feature-length film. And I feel that that might have something to do with how that pacing has been because it's like all intense in the action parts and then really doesn't know what to do with the uh the slow slower moments more intimate moments in the film and that helps yeah. that, that that kind of throws things off as well with what what chris pat's character is i mean there's there's a lot that that character leaves you know you you want more from him but he doesn't really give it to you and i think that's part of just like the direction for him and might be the reason why they didn't uh he was more serious than comedic because i feel like chris pratt really didn't get a chance to to be chris pratt Sounds like a skip for me, honestly. <laughs> They're making a sequel, for God's sakes, I think. Are they so. really? Oh, well, they spent enough money on it, so. Wow. I think that was like, was it a $200 million movie? Yeah, it's like a big bunch of movie. It's fucking insane, so. And, I mean, I mean it, I, uh, one last thing I do want to bring up is that, like you said, you wish Chris Pratt was funny. He tries to be funny in this. Yeah, but they don't give him but, a lot of room for it, though. It just gets not like, really. <laughs> he's he's almost yeah. like typecast, but, I mean, to this yeah. point. I mean, it's also too long. It's like two hours and 15 minutes long or something. Yeah. Or twenty minutes, something like that. Fuck. It's fucking. But I mean, once again, you don't get into thing forty minutes in. So, yeah, yeah. Well, what that's what I've been watching, Marco. Right on. Sounds like you went a little bit outside your norm. So, very interesting to Bill. I like it. I like it a lot. So I think now I'll just go ahead and pick on our guest now. <laughs> okay. Yes. What have you been watching, or reading, or? What? If you play video games, what have you been playing? Because we, we've, we've actually broadened the subject a little bit more. So it's not just TV shows and, and movies. Yeah, we still haven't yeah. quite hit it pretty well. Like, yeah, I haven't written these That's a good use yet. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Check it out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I've been, I've been watching Loki. That's actually what I've been most excited about watching lately. Nice. Um, so I've been watching it right at midnight, right when it comes out. Me and my brother have this kind Ooh, of like wow. thing oh, wow. with the Disney Plus uh, Avengers series. We've been watching them like right on time because we don't want spoilers and things like that. Um, I've really liked this series so far. It's really good. I'm excited for this finale coming up on t- tomorrow. Actually, comes out like tomorrow at midnight um, or technically Wednesday midnight. It's on Disney Plus. Um, 
it's it's a great series if you like Marvel and the Marvel Universe. Uh, it kind of just it follows Loki and he goes into this uh, crazy uh, time adventure. Loop I, I mean, maybe or <laughs> yeah. I, subplot. I don't, really know to, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, it, yeah, exactly. Like a subplot that um, is set at this TVA, which is a it, it's um they're they're trying to protect the sacred timeline, and then we kind of just follow Loki into this crazy adventure of figuring out who is behind all of this TVA thing. Um, so super excited for the finale, which is um, supposed to reveal who's behind it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy that it's, it's so short, but yet they've, they've like shown so much. Cause I've been watching that also and I've, man, I've been enjoying it. I haven't been watching it on Wednesdays, but I've, I've been kind of risking it and just waiting for the weekends. So, you know, I like to play yeah, it dangerously. You just gotta, you just gotta avoid, you know, the yeah. Twitter top, top trends and stuff. Or, or YouTube I've been doing or the any of that. But, yeah. but I'm, I'm liking yeah. the, the storyline. Like, I, I know, like, we've mentioned on this pod that Ultimate, or in, 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 like, in private also, that these shows really aren't going anywhere to a point. Like, Marvel has said they're going to be more or less self-contained. But even for, like, a self-contained story, I think it's, like, the most interesting. It's the most, like, character-heavy and like all these characters actually have some development and end up much different than how they started. There's actually growth for them that in, in just like the last five episodes, the yeah. visuals are really great too. Like I'm, Definitely. I'm loving like the special effects. You can tell like, this is probably like their favorite also. Cause it's like, they just spent a bunch of money on this and all the other shows, like their CG looks kind of shitty, <laughs> but <laughs> yes. um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I agree. It's been it's it's been a fun ride, and I'm excited to see who's behind all these mm-hmm. different time variations and like trying to, I guess, control the time variance. What is it? The time variance authority. Yeah, authority. Yeah, yeah there we go. Authority. Or the ones that are yeah, they're like time cops basically that are trying to like stop alternate timelines from happening and like the universe and the timeline from crashing on itself but i wouldn't yeah. be shocked if it's like nothing though yeah uh, like, yeah i don't think everyone everyone, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everyone is ass- might, yeah yeah is assuming it's going to be some big bad or something but they're not going to do that for their tv shows no way i've been following like the some- series and i i feel like there's two of them that have like yeah gravity behind fuck them. it let's talk about it Noel, are you <laughs> up to date or no <laughs> yes i'm up to date <laughs> Some might say it's the friends along the way that are behind the TV, right? <laughs> uh, who fucking knows? I don't know. Right, yeah. But it's interesting to see Tom Hiddleston, like, his acting chops and the fact that he just is incredible in this. And yeah. you learn a little bit more about this, like, Loki variant because it's not, like, the, the Loki that we follow in the original MCU because spoilers for Infinity War if you've been asleep the last, like, three or four years, but Loki gets his neck crushed by Thanos, so... This is actually a different Loki we're following, and it's 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 cool to see that that dynamic, that difference between you know Loki A and Loki B, and how how much different they are because of their experiences. So, yeah, yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they what else you been watching? With, uh, they're coming back with the season two, so I'm curious if that's oh, really? going to follow oh. the same trajectory or it's going to be completely different. We're, we're supposed to be Sub-plot. movie pals here. Yeah. God, God dropping some news. Dropping some bombs on y'all, huh? Wow. <laughs> They're this like, is why we have guests, Tom, people, Tom's, to keep us on our toes. Yeah, they're like, sorry, guys, Tom's the only one that wants to keep doing these things. Everybody else gave up. So. 
Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I hope that they land this one um, better yeah. than because I did like the other two. I liked Wanda and I liked um, the Falcon and Winter Winter Soldier, but I did feel like they were flawed. And the last episodes to me were not. I mean, they they kind of they could have done it better. Yeah, it was kind of flat. I yeah. hands down agree. I mean, I think WandaVision starts out super fucking slow too. Like get to the mm-hmm. point. Yeah. At a certain point, but I get it. They're trying to play the long game with that one. Yeah. And then Falcon like Winter like Soldier. Yeah, I mean, it has like a... <laughs> I mean, Wanda has something like... At least WandaVision has something that I think was is going to affect something in the future. Everything mm-hmm. else is like... Eh, True. Guess. Yeah, but I mean, isn't Falcon the, the Captain America? It's Captain America. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I already assumed that at the end of Endgame. Like, I didn't need a whole fucking series okay. to tell me that. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? We needed his origin like, story, James. Hey, we want the dialogue in between, okay? That's how why. So when he shows up with his suit in the next one, I'm like, how do you get it? I'm like, don't worry. I watched eight episodes of a poorly written show to figure this out. <laughs> don't oh, have okay. another Disney Plus commercial in there? <laughs> yeah, they're like, make sure to subscribe for the next it. season. I didn't, I didn't love it, but I liked it. I agree. Yeah, they cut out a lot of it, though, from what I've read because so, of yeah. the uh, subplot of, you know. Yeah, so it's weird. I'm like, fuck, man. It's so obvious, too. But whatever. Yeah. Get a yeah. cool action. That's okay. Right on. All right. So, so what else have you been watching? Um, other than Loki. So I just started watching Monsters at Work, which is another Disney Plus show. Um, it's a spinoff from Monsters, Inc., um, from the original. And uh, it takes place literally, like, right after. So it basically goes into, like, if you're curious, nice. like, how the heck are they going to make this work? They are showing that. And it's really fun. Um, so Mike and Sully are back, but they are uh, basically promoted to owners of the company now um, <laughs> oh wow and that's in the first episode so it's not really a spoiler um but it, not that this is like a show to avoid spoilers but anyways uh, <laughs> pixar lore is important it was like what the <laughs> fuck man um, he's taking off his headphones hold on shit we lost them <laughs> um so they're back and what's nice about it is uh they are voiced by billy crystal and john goodman so they're wow. back um, they have kind of minor roles in this. They're, there's new characters and there's like a ma- new main character that they're following. Um, so it's interesting and it's really oh, fun. Nice. Um, the, it's short episodes. It's like 20 minutes long each. So it's fun. If you like Monsters, Inc., you'll like it, basically. Uh, other than that... Is it... I got a question, though. Yeah. yeah. Is it aimed for like a younger audience or is it like a Pixar movie where even adults can enjoy it? Um, I feel like it's more like a Pixar movie. Like it, it feels nice. like Monsters, Inc., like it's kind of the same humor. Um, I gotta so check that it's, out, then. You know, it's like a little kitty, but it's it's mm-hmm. also like I enjoy it, and I'm yeah. 32. So. The animation's good. <laughs> it look it looked better than the Monsters Inc. film, to be honest. Yeah, the animation's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, and then I just watched Sea Spiracy last night. Uh, so that is a, it's a documentary <laughs> on Netflix. Um, it's by the filmmaker Ali Tabrizi. And it basically is, if you've seen Cowspiracy on Netflix, it's the same, but with fishing. Um, So if you enjoyed learning about how messed up (laughs) the farming industry is, then you'll enjoy learning about how messed up the fishing industry is. Just don't eat food, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Just grow it out of your backyard. That's it. Yeah. it's, It's very, like, you know, vegan agenda, but... It's it's really good. It's honestly, um, we are kind of ruining our oceans um, by just overfishing, and um, it's oh, also yeah. like the, the conspiracy runs really deep, and it's it's really crazy what 
what is actually going on out there. Um, so it was really eye-opening to watch this. Um, and it was like gripping and I, I thought it was really good. So really well. And now uh, wh- where's it streaming, Yasmin? Netflix. Nice. Right on. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then uh, also I'm reading Sapiens. So... A book? What? No, yes. <laughs> Surprise, everyone. What is this? I can read, guys. Surprise. Um, <laughs> it, it's called, it, the full title is Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. Um, it, it was released in 2014. Um, so I heard it's, it's kind good, of older. Yeah. yeah, it was on the bestseller yeah. list, the New York Times bestseller list for a while. And um, it, the author is Yoval Noah Harari, I think. Um, it's good so far. I'm, I'm only like 20% in, but, um, it's hard for me to get into books and stay kind of hooked in, but it, it has me pretty hooked in. I, I really enjoy it because I'm really into history and mm-hmm. it kind of goes into history from basically from the beginning of humankind to now. Um, but in a, a really interesting way. Good stuff. Nice, nice mix of everything. I like it. On to James. James, what have you been watching, sir? I actually thought we already went over me. This is how fucking out of it I am today. Uh, <laughs> I apologize ahead of time. I'm getting over like yelling a lot, so like my throat's all fucked up. So if you hear me sniffing and shit, it's all just because I'm trying to hold kids, back huh? my cough. Gotten too old. <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit of that <laughs> Delta <laughs> COVID, a little taste of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Had a little taste of it down there in LA. I was like, not a mask in sight. Um, so where to begin? I watched these three films, like two horror films, and then an old comedy actually. So. I'll start out with this one because I think it's the more popular of the three. I don't know if you guys have ever read the Fear Street series from R.L. Stein back in the 90s. Same guy that did uh, Goosebumps and such. But he has a trilogy of movies based on his books out on Netflix. Uh, part 1 and 2 are out right now. Right now, I watched Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Came out the Friday before last, I guess. Too lazy to look it up. Fucking day. It was it's Friday like July before so- last. <laughs> July something? I don't know. Fucking... <laughs> like the third or some shit maybe i don't know but it came out and basically it is uh like a trilogy of movies that connect to each other basically so there's like part one is 1994 the one that just came out last friday is 1978 and then the one that's coming out this friday is going to be 1666 which is like a origin one so this story just to kind of keep it like without spoiling the whole thing it takes place in obviously 1994 and it's about a group of friends that uncover in their city called shady side that there's like an evil witch that's like possessing people causing a series of murders i'll leave it at that but i will just say this much is that i love this movie it was awesome it's very much a slasher film uh the characters are funny and relatable and also likable which is awesome in horror films because most of the time you don't really care if they die or not true at least for the ones that we've seen like the nun (laughs) or winchester Or fucking everyone that we've done for this podcast. Um, I liked it a lot, though. It was it was really good. I saw it. Uh, I was one of those movies I could start late at night. Normally, I don't. I'll watch a movie late at night, and I'll be like, I'll watch half of it, and I'm like, I'm going to go to bed, you know. But for this one, I started at like eleven, and then it was like one in the morning. I was like, I'm done now. <laughs> so I liked it a lot. So if you're into horror films, if you're into, um. If you've ever read the uh, Fear Street stuff, which um, technically I think I had most of those back in the 90s, it's very reminiscent of it. It's basically like R.S. Stein made a series that was darker than Goosebumps, more for it's like a, it's more basically. teenagers, yeah. adults. Yeah, so it's one of those things. And I mean, it's rated R, so you, you're getting some very gory deaths. The deaths are awesome in this movie, too. So if you're yeah. into that, too. So. I actually... And Marco, I know, know you watched... Yeah. 
did, right? Yeah, it's actually because you talked it up, and also uh, one of my other friends uh, talked it up and was saying how how good it was and the fact that it takes place in the in the 90s and there's like a lot of pop culture references from the 90s that are pretty cool but yeah i I liked it it's it's very gory like james said they they don't hold back which is really cool it's 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 like a merger of like 80s and 90s slasher movies they do a lot of like callbacks to old slasher movies and horror movies it's it's just like a nice mixed bag of everything they uh i I hate to use the word subvert but they really do subvert a lot of the tropes in horror movies and they think that they're gonna psych you out but then they don't and i kind of like that especially with uh with the way they go about their killings i i kind of like that like or you think someone's gonna survive and you're like oh cool they're gonna make it and then like next scene's like oh i guess not and it's like never the, mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. the 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 acting is really good too. I haven't heard of any of these actors or seen them in anything else, but they're doing. They do a really good job. The chemistry is there. You can believe that they're a group of friends or a group of, I guess, strangers that come together for a common cause. And uh, there there are legitimately some scenes where it's like kind of freaky as well too. So, yeah, I liked it. I didn't know that the um, sequel came out already, so I'm really behind. So I guess I should watch that next. Yeah, I was more of a bigger fan of the second one than the first one, to be honest, so far. But that's also because I'm not a big fan of the the classic, um, more 80s slasher. The uh, uh, second film is more (laughs) Cabin in the Woods kind of style slasher, which I liked more. I think the second one's a little more like uh, Friday 13th, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Just to say. I won't reveal anything about that yet, but I'm waiting for the third one, too. But so far, I've liked the whole thing, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, as I know you don't like horror films, so. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm I remember out. back in the day, I was like, like, let's go see this movie. She's like, no, I don't do demons and shit. I'm like, all right, cool. Fuck it. I'm just throwing around myself. Another one I saw, guys. I saw a. I went. I've always wanted to see this. 48 Hours. Have you guys seen this? With uh, Eddie Murphy yes. and fucking Nick Nolte? Yes. Nope. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> finally saw it. Just because I was like, let me see this finally. It's uh, just released on the Paramount Presents um, line of movies, I guess. Paramount's are releasing all these old films that they've had in HD or Blu-ray finally. Uh, it's technically a comedy, Nabil, I guess you might it's, say, right? It's It's a comedy for the 80s. It's an Eddie Murphy comedy in the 80s. It's very dated, though. Like, man, there it would not be able to be made today, man. Because no, it's like no, this white detective named Jack, played by Nick Nolte, has to <laughs> take this guy named Reggie out, played by Eddie Hammond, uh, Eddie Murphy, sorry, uh, out of prison to help him try to track down this murderer in San Francisco. First off, I like that it was in San Francisco. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. But man, there is some fucking racism to the max in this movie. Like, this is technically. Did you know this is the first buddy cop film ever? No, this really? is like this is like, yeah. Th- swear to God, I looked it up. This is like the say first swear. buddy cop film. <laughs> say swear. <laughs> this is the first buddy cop film that started the trend in the eighties. Yeah. So then this came out way before Lethal Weapon, all that shit. So, and uh, you know they had a lot of things to work through. You can tell, uh, just working through it. And I did laugh a few times, but man, there's a lot of uh, like I said, it is so dated. It's almost funny. But so. Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte play really well together. I they know, do. They have a really good chemistry, which is yeah. strange, by the way, because uh, yeah, you wouldn't expect. As that. you guys know, Marco mentioned uh, what was it last week? Uh, Warrior. <laughs> yeah. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's uh, voice, man. Different. You gotta, you it's... gotta get just smoke a pack of cigarettes an hour. 
His voice is still like that in 82. Yeah, it's dude. fucking nuts, man. He's like, I'm getting you out of here right Bro, now. Bro, he's You're talked that way me, since okay? he was born. <laughs> Probably. They're he like, yo, the did your son smoke cigarettes, cigarettes already? Right. <laughs> he he had a cigarette in his mouth and behind yeah. his ear. He's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. A pack rolled in his sleeves. <laughs> yeah, they're like, where the fuck you get that t-shirt from? It's a little tiny for him. He's like, yeah, I know. Weird, right? Um, oh, shit. So, yeah. Just quickly, there's not much to talk about it because, I mean, there's not even a lot of action. It's really a mystery on finding out who this murderer is, basically. Yeah, it is. And um, I don't know. It's cool that it takes place in San Francisco, though, because a lot of the places, a, strangely enough, still look the same yeah. 40 fucking there's years later. There's a sequel later, as well, so. which is more action-focused of 48 hours later. I heard so. it's not as good, though, but I, it is on my list to watch because, you know, you got to complete these fuckers. So um, it's... I like that it was in San Francisco, though, which is cool. So it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. And a lot of it was actually shot out here. There was a lot of it shot in L.A., though, still regardless. But it's fun. So I always love when they set movies in the Bay Area. And I'm like, oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because <laughs> then I'm like, oh, my God. Just like fucking, what, Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming back. A lot of movies are and, being placed uh, in the yeah. Bay Area. What was it? Uh, Planet of the Apes? I, I don't remember which one, but one of them was set out. The first the one, one. It's in San Francisco, yeah. 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 That's the first one. We're not allowed to talk about the, it anymore because James Franco. The new uh, Marvel movie, Shang-Chi, it's going to be in Bay Area, San Francisco. Oh, it is? No. Yep. Oh. All right, then the last movie I saw was an absolute terrible fucking horror film called The Unholy. I don't know if you guys have seen this one. It's one of the few movies that came out earlier this year during the pandemic, right when things were still kind of closed. Um, mm, yeah. It's so <clears throat> bad. It's so goddamn <laughs> bad. Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays this, uh, he's a reporter oh. named Gary. And he goes to investigate when a deaf girl, I think she's deaf, fuck, I already forgot. Her name's Alice, anyways, played by Cricket Brown. He goes to her, and he basically is a reporter, and he kind of calls out people on, like, fake shit that they think is, like, religious or because of the paranormal, I guess. Kind of like, not not, not like a Nabil show. This is terrible. This movie's terrible. You should never watch this movie. I fucking... Did I buy it? No, I didn't buy it. I rented it. <laughs> God damn. I for, I for, sometimes I buy these things, guys. Blind buys. I'm like, fuck it. nine ninety nine. Fuck it. Add it to the library. Then I'm like, uh-oh. I wasted 10 bucks. <laughs> and he's basically... She says that, like, the Virgin Mary gives her, like, her uh, hearing back and that she starts to perform miracles and people, like, kick and start walking and all this stuff. But uh, basically, something demonic is more behind the whole thing. So... It's not quite what it seems, so. Um, terribly acted, terribly paced. CG's terrible. The twist is terrible. Um, it's not even scary. It's kind of laughable at, at certain points. Uh, I I mean, I like... I don't know. Do you guys like Jeffrey Dean Morgan? I liked him I in, do. like, The Walking Dead yeah, when I, like I saw him. it briefly, you know? Like, he seems okay as Negan and shit, but outside of that, man, he's just kind of like... He's kind of just, like, sleepwalking through this movie, man, if that makes sense. So... <laughs> It's kind of hard to come yeah, back. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, he was cool as the comedian and shit, I guess, in The Watchmen. But for the most part, don't watch this movie. It's terrible. Cool. Definitely going to like my worst. One, one of the worst Blake. movies I've seen. All, yeah. I mean, I, I hope it wasn't is even it, on your watch. Is it your worst of the year, though, James, so far? No, I got three movies on that list so far. Just go on my letterbox. You can see. It's on there, though. <laughs> it's on there. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that's what one I've been that watching. S- yeah, <laughs> I think I think there's one we both saw that is probably our top worst movie of the year. I don't know. And Marco, what have uh, you been watching, man? Not a fucking thing, which is why I went last. So we can skip this. <laughs> Just kidding. Now uh, I did. I oh. mentioned two things. Obviously, Loki. Uh, 
uh, with Yaz and then Fear Street Part 1 with you. And the other thing I've been watching is Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is the new Star Wars animated show on Disney+, Plus, which is technically a prequel slash sequel to some of the Star Wars movies. It's a sequel to the prequels and a prequel to the sequel. <laughs> Did I lose you? All right, Willie. All right, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> what what Jesus Christ. So, what the fuck? It basically follows a, a group of clone troopers called the Bad Batch that were introduced in the final season of Star Wars Clone Wars. And animated? yeah, also animated. Yeah. So they're basically a, they call them the Bad Batch because they're, so all the clones, real quick history, they were mixed with Jango Fett's DNA, but because his DNA has been diluted over the years, these guys have been mixed with other DNA, so they're they're far different. They look a little different than most of the other regular clones, the Jango Fett clones. Like, one is bigger, is all muscle. Uh, one guy looks like Rambo. Uh, the other guy is more like a, yeah, a techie guy. <laughs> like, literally like Rambo. Yeah, no, that's what they modeled, modeled them after, which is kind of cool. And uh, they also have one of the original clones from the Clone Wars Series 5s. But basically, it, it the, the show starts off immediately after Order 66. And you actually see that happen in the first episode and, and how it affects like some of the clones. Because, spoilers, they have an inhibitor chip that allows them to basically get controlled by the Empire and follow orders without, without fail. And that's how they were able to simultaneously kill all the jedi so yeah but uh it's it's following them as the 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 republic falls and the empire rises and you get to see that and the the political spectrum of that and how that affects them and their ideologies because these were soldiers that were pretty much bred to stand up for democracy and defend the republic and now their their whole i guess sense of being sense of existence is being challenged and you get to see the aftermath of how this affects like everyone around the galaxy and i kind of like that it's 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 a bit slower than some of the other star wars animations where it's like very action-packed there's always like a a like three-part or four-part story arc that that's occurring this one's kind of more of a slow burn and it's really just focusing on the social commentary about you know loyalty change uh you know challenging your points of views you know making you see like beyond your own prejudices and i kind of like that it's it, it focuses a lot more on the characters and so the 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 pace is a lot slower that way you you, you stick a lot more with with this group whereas in other tv shows it tended to branch out with other characters and not just the central characters. And here you're just sort of like stagnant with them and getting to learn them and see how they grow in this kind of like topsy-turvy situation that they're in. And one of my favorite parts about it is how they show the Empire sort of like glossing over everything and saying, oh, we're, we're just like the Republic, but with a different name. And really they're doing a bunch of shady shit like, you know, they're committing war crimes, they're occupying other planets you know and saying oh we're here to protect you and stuff and you see that they're really there is just to steal all the resources while they you know, while the people there suffer and don't gain a thing so it's interesting to see that i'm i'm really enjoying it you get cameos from characters from the other tv shows including from the live action tv shows and yes by that i do mean mandalorian so it's it's kind of cool to, to see like this be like 
I guess where everyone converges from all the other like sources of, of media because even characters from the movies show up like it's it's actually pretty cool so um, if you're a fan of any of Dave Filoni's work who's like the main creator of the series and he also did the Clone Wars he did Star Wars Rebels he's been consultant on you know some of the movies as well if you're a fan of that or if you're a fan of any like of Star Wars in general then this is probably for you it's uh, 16 episodes. I think they're on episode 11 is going to come out this week. So it's almost over. So yeah. you have time to catch up before the season finale. So, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Have you guys been watching that? Assuming yes, yeah. no, right? I haven't yeah, watched I, any of the animated ones at all. Oh, yeah, really? Baby no. Yoda in it. That's the only reason I watched it. I'm just kidding. Is Grogu in this I mean, one? I love Star Wars, but I just I didn't know if I could get into the animated version versus the live action. I've just I never tried, and I I, didn't I, I would say it. if you're gonna do them, like Clone Wars picks up after the second season. Rebels is really good. It leads directly. I mean, a lot of this stuff is like explains like Ahsoka and stuff too. So yeah, yeah. yeah uh, what what about you, Nabil? What do you think about the Bad Batch? It's not as good as the Clone Wars. Um, I do. No like parts of it i i don't like and i'm sure there's a bigger omega? reason behind her but the character yeah i don't like omega much omega. but i'm sure she means more me um, in the story it's fucking annoying yeah and i don't really like this whole serialized story right now that they're going through in the seasons where you know they're mercenaries essentially i'm not a big fan i i just don't feel like there's a lot of progression in the story with how many episodes are supposed to be in the season so maybe there's going to be a season two as well but it seems kind of slow, much slower paced when i first the first episode was really like pretty epic and i really enjoyed it and kind of got me hooked into it but then as they yeah from there it's just yeah. kind of been flat so i'm hoping that it does pick up somewhere um getting closer to the end of the show i, I do here think that the, I, yeah i'm sorry james go ahead no i was gonna say i agree with nabil for the most part with all that it, it started out really strong i mean i i truthfully from the get-go i was always kind of like wow we really gotta do the bad batch you know what i mean like i thought their arc was okay enough in that final season the lost season where the fuck it was right yeah and um I don't know. I, I'm the same way, Nabil. Like, each episode... I mean, now they just did an arc for this last one. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. Like, it's the first one, I think, of where there's a continuation. Mm-hmm. They don't come to a, a, quite a conclusion at the end of it, but it's like, uh, okay. But, I don't know. It's it's almost like they're doing a mixed bag of, of their, their previous animation shows where, like, Clone Wars would branch out and then Rebels would just sort of stick with, like, if the main Rebels. If there's going to be multiple seasons, then yeah. I could get on board with it, but I believe it's a limited series, so that's why I find it weird how slow paced it is, even with the 16 episode season, that um, there isn't a lot, there really isn't a lot happening. I, I do think that the main story arc with what happened to their team, which I'm, I'm not going to spoil, is the one thing that is very slow, like, and that they don't, I guess, call back to as often as they should because they make it seem like a big deal in the first couple right. episodes and then they sort of just let it go for a while and you're like wait a minute what happened to that thing from you know, the first episode and then you're like oh okay I see they're kind of like they're like don't worry about it out. it's yeah. Star Wars yeah <laughs> but um, it's not it's not perfect for sure but I'm still I'm definitely enjoying it if if not for the character building then for the social commentary that they're showing so yeah yeah with that that is everything that we've been looking over watching reading checking out so uh let's get into our main review now of black widow you don't know everything about me i've lived a lot of lives before i was an avenger before i got this family i made mistakes choosing but 
between what the world wants you to be. And who you are. We have to go back to where it all started. Where did you think I was all this time? We have unfinished business. My girls are the toughest girls in the world. I'm sorry. We had our orders and we played our roles. It wasn't real. It was real to me. To me? You were everything. all right guys black widow it's the marvel movie we've all been waiting for to kick off the new phase <laughs> and we finally made it it's 2021 it, it was phase four starts now we saw oh, no three, technically phase got... four started with the shows right right technically i was gonna say we got three shows on and Sorry. one is almost uh almost over but I feel like uh, Black Widow was supposed to kick all that off, and it didn't. So, you know. That's true. It was supposed to be. <laughs> okay. And James uh, is right. We, we, we both had disagreeing views about what they would do with this, whether they would just release it on streaming or in theaters, and James called it. He was like, you know, nope. They did both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Disney's not going to money. <laughs> Black yeah. Widow's got a current Rotten Tomatoes score of 80%. Uh, general story. It's a film about Natasha Romanoff. It's set between the films Captain America, Civil War, that came out in 2016, and also Avengers Infinity War, which came out in 2018, where her past is revealed when a fellow widow named Yelena returns into her life. Directed by Kate Shortland, she uh, also directed Somersault back in 20, uh, 2004, Lore in 2012, and Berlin Syndrome in 2017. Screenplay by Eric Pearson, who wrote Godzilla vs. Kong in 2021. And a story also by Jack Schaefer, who did The Hustle in 2019 and found WandaVision in 2021, as well as Ned Benson, who did The Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby in 2013. So again, this film is both in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. It came out in theaters on July 9th, and it simultaneously came out on Disney+, Plus for premiere access. That's that $30 extra charge for you that you get to own ahead of time and watch at home um, if you've got the Disney+, Plus access. Is starring Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, reprising her role again. Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. David Harbour as Alexei, a.k.a. also the Red Guardian. Rachel Weisz as Melina. Ray Winstone as Dreykov. O.T. Fagenbelly as Mason. William Hurt as Secretary Ross. So, let's talk about the film. Let's get first thoughts. Start with you, Yasmin. What did you think about the film? Oh, okay. So, um, I actually watched it twice. So let me prep. Oh, I watched Jesus. it twice. I watched it in IMAX on Saturday and I walked out. So I actually really enjoyed it when I watched it the first time. Um, there are some issues and, you know, even on first watch, I did notice them um, and it wasn't quite what I was expecting. Um, so that was kind of like the biggest takeaways from the first watch. But yeah. I would have given it, you know, four out of five on that first watch. And then um, yesterday I watched it 
Disney Plus. My brother got it on Disney Plus, and I use his account. So um, I, I watched it again on a 40-inch flat screen yesterday, and um, I was just more critical on the second watch. Sure. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. So that dropped down to a 3.5 oh, out of Sorry. 5. <laughs> Bailey scared um, me. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, so that dropped down to a 3.5 out of 5 um, on second watch. So the main reasons, I mean, the main reasons that I liked it, I mean, action all the way through. Um, I'm a huge fan of Black Widow. I really love yeah. um, uh, ScarJo as Natasha Romanov. I, she's been one of my favorite characters throughout the entire um, Phase 3 series. And um, I, I just think she nails it. She really, like, takes on that character and does it so well. Um, so I was really excited going into this. Um, you know, action all the way through. The emotional moments really got to me. Um, I, I cried every time she cried. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the family moments. I definitely felt like there should have been more there. Um, so that was one of the drawbacks, I, I would so say. So didn't really dive deep enough yeah. for the, her character. Yeah. yeah, like part of it was almost like not as believable just because they didn't, I think they didn't take it far enough. They didn't do enough with it. Um, so it was kind of like they just had to sell it, you know, yeah. to us. And, Which is and hard to do with a character it. you've been establishing since right. what, 20, 2013, you know, or 2012, and having to try to, you know, now retcon some of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, I, the actors all do a phenomenal job. Um, I loved Yelena. I, I'm so excited to see more from her because I really loved her character. I loved Alexi. I didn't think I would, honestly, when I watched the trailers. I thought he was going to be just really corny and over the top, but I really loved his character. I thought he was hilarious. Um, and so, you know, it has all the MCU, um, like, that what they all usually the offer, tropes. right? Yeah. Like, so it, the, the comedy was there. The action was there. Um, the great character development was was there but what I wanted what I was lacking was um, more of her backstory I really wanted to see more of her backstory I thought it was going to be set before she joined the Avengers um, and so I was disappointed with just how much of that we got and um, I kind of thought the plot was just it it, it felt a little Disney um, <laughs> you know, yeah, like it, it felt I like they were that. trying to like clean things up in a way, and um, it it didn't. Yeah, you know, I don't want to give away spoilers, but it just didn't. Um, it didn't resonate for me. I, I didn't like that, and I <laughs> I didn't like the villains as much. But overall, I did really enjoy watching it. So okay, I give it a oh, three good, good feedback. Yeah. What about you, Marco? What were your thoughts on the movie? What to say about this movie? I also saw it twice, actually. I saw it on, J- I, th- I think I saw it on JBX. We have Vacaville Theater JBX, and I also saw it on IMAX uh, with with James. And it's a- almost the same thing. Yasmin happened to me where I I really enjoyed it the first time around, like a lot. Mm-hmm. I saw it with a friend of the pod, Sunny, and we were both talking about, oh, it was it's actually you know better than we thought. <laughs> and I think a lot of it had to do with this being the first Marvel movie in theaters in a long time we, we mentioned on the pod how we went through a, an entire year without a marvel movie being released in movie theaters and it was kind of weird well what are you probably needed because <laughs> you didn't see the you didn't see the new mutants no, uh, we no we saw mutants, the new mutants we went on a date sir motherfucker. don't you fucking forget 
Drive dies. Son of a bitch. Don't so, you ever forget um, that goddamn terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. Bromance. It was. And second time around, I, I mean, I did see the flaws also, like you pointed out, Yasmin, and I, I saw them even more. They were more pertinent the second time. And I think I described this movie as it, it, it being almost like the Marvel TV shows on the big screen, where there's. It doesn't go anywhere, really. There's a. Really, no. There, there's not much growth for the characters in in this movie. I think I we see Natasha. Was a TV show. Sorry to it, right? I, I almost yeah. thought it was a TV show. I feel like it's, it would have been better. Yeah. It, true. It was very much self-contained. Where it, this movie isn't going to expand on the MCU much. It's. It, but at the same time, I wish they would have done more. Like you said, yes, with Natasha's character. Like I thought you were going to see like more. See even. Even even Bailey agrees. So Yep. Good job, Bailey. He's like, preach, brother. I thought we were gonna see more of her development as a black widow, which we only saw parts of in Ace Voltron. I thought you were gonna see like her and her sister train and like become rivals or something, you know, and obviously that didn't happen. But uh very red sparrow like red sparrow. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my god, double jinx, jinx the bill. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, what we what we did get was just kind of like a, a loose I know Bailey. I was gonna say it. Kind of a loosely based right. wannabe spy slash James Bond movie. I mean, there's even a James Bond movie in the fucking movie, yeah. starring James, and, <laughs> and 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 yeah, like it 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 does feel like Disney did dilute the story a little bit. Like you you see Natasha do a horrible act in order to defect from Hydra and join Shield. And they completely kind of take that away from her, which I felt like could have helped her grow as a character. The whole family dynamic thing was kind of set up kind of strong at the beginning, but then I felt like it didn't really go anywhere towards the end. There were no real stakes. Like, there, there's action set pieces and stuff where, like, Yelena and Natasha are, like, getting chased around and, you know, they're, they're getting you know shit thrown at them getting shot at but we already know what's going to happen with natasha romanoff we already know where, where black widow story ends and they don't even really give you the feeling of um danger with the supporting characters like you're just like oh okay i just i don't really think like anything's going to happen to these people and i think that's where it really lacked it it, it was it was fun it was funny it was action-packed the visuals were cool some of the cg could have been a lot better for the budget that it had but it at the same time it felt kind of hollow they bring up some heavy social commentary about um uh you know about how women are treated around the world uh about um human trafficking that they never really pay off at the end it's 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 kind of like they just show it just to show it. it they just give it lip service and some you know, brief visuals and you're like, Oh, okay, this is going to go somewhere. And it doesn't. So no. it's, it's fun, but it's, I mean, if, if you want to be a completionist with Marvel, then yeah, watch it. It's, it'll at least give you a good time. That's about it. <laughs> what about you, James? What were your first thoughts on it? I'm still giving it a four out of five though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you guys for the most part. I I don't think I was as enamored with this one as you guys were. Probably, it feels like the, it feels like this movie should have come out like five years ago when it. Yeah, it should have came like, out right after Civil War. It would have made yeah. Then I would have been, been like, okay, to it. 
Yeah. And then I wouldn't know. Like, I don't wonder if she's going to make it. Um, I, I mean, I agree with uh, Yasmin, too. Like, this has, like, those normal tropes. And it's just, like, what she forgot to say, too, is, like, terrible villain that doesn't really matter by the end of the it movie. It really isn't a villain, mm-hmm. per se. I Outside mean, of Loki and Thanos, they've always struggled with, like, finding somebody that was, like, fucking actually, like... Or Killmonger. Feels like it could whoop their ass, maybe? I don't know. It just seems... It, it was very uh, reminiscent of, like, the Winter Soldier, the whole movie. It's it's kind of that same vein yeah. of kind of more, yeah. like... um. A slightly more grounded but I mean for fuck's sake they have like a but I kind of disagree with that a device that's something that makes I wanted them, to, to compare yeah. it to I want to compare it to Winter Soldier but it's not they don't lean enough into the espionage you know it's mm. where Winter no, Soldier it's has much like, more of that kind of spy vibe and truthfully I even wanted more like con- conflict between um, Natasha and Yelena like I yeah. feel like they join up pretty quick after that initial fight they're like alright it's like a they friendly fight you know? they do that yeah. predator handshake like <laughs> <laughs> Basically, and I was like, I guess they're cool. And I, and truthfully, I even wanted more by the end of the film. This is not spoiling much. I don't think it's really spoiling it, but with like Alexi and Molina, I kind of wanted a little bit more of the family dynamic. I agree with you guys on that. Like, uh, just a little bit, like wrap it up a little better than that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was kind of a cheap way to be like, oh, I just, whatever I say is not going to sound right. I'm like, well, try. How about you try, you know? So, action was cool. I do like the action. Uh, there are some cool fight sequences. It's just funny because I kept thinking about it. Like everyone's like five foot three here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of short people just fighting. Also, like, get the fuck off a, me, man. She's she's a normal person. She takes some beating. Yeah, there's a lot of times though, for someone that's not a super soldier, they should have died like sixteen times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she when also that car gets, crash happens, yeah. Oh my like, god, I'm like, no. Yeah, cut arm. That's it. Just a cut arm. slice. Oh yeah, not to mention the She falls like six stories, and she just yeah. gets up and starts running. I'm like, cracked ribs, anyone? Or she gets I'm like, she's not kicked, a superhero. She gets kicked and punched by someone who is a superhuman or has super soldier serum in him, and um, yeah. doesn't break totally a rib fine. or anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, whatever. She's a badass. I get it about marvel in general is they kind of blur the line between uh the super soldiers and the non-super soldier mm-hmm. avengers yeah which kind of i mean it defeats just like, the purpose oh, kind the, of right yeah, it defeats the purpose yeah. of the right super yeah mm-hmm. i was like are they part of dominic toretto's crew because i mean there's only one reason why <laughs> these guys aren't dying <laughs> i mean there is the theme of family so i, family. I saw him twice in the movie in the back just driving his charger he's like get in the car natasha <laughs> I mean, just to leave it off to you, I won't go too far into it. It's just like, there was little things I liked about it. Overall, it was about what I expected. I mean, at least it's better than Wonder Woman 84. I oh, mean, yeah. I think, yeah. The, I think The Unholy was better than Wonder Woman 84, too. <laughs> unfortunately. Gosh. So, um, oh, overall, shit. I had a fun time still. It was cool, like I said, watching a Marvel film. But I think it's... I didn't, Also, I'll mention, I don't like how they handled Taskmaster at all. As somebody that knows the origin of that character, I was like... Well, guess we're not gonna see Taskmaster again. That could have been a cool guy to keep coming around, but they said let's yeah. make Deadpool come back in the Marvel universe, but not Deadpool from the Deadpool films, the one from X Men Wolverine Origins. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so don't let them talk ever. Yeah. yeah, no talks, just a lot of backstory. Yeah, and I think uh, last thing I'll mention, I, I think they reveal their hand too early with that subplot too. Uh, if you guys know what I mean, before going into spoilers. Yeah. As soon as they show like a key scene, I was like, "Oh, now I know who that is." Oh yeah, hands down. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "God damn it!" Uh, what about you, Nabil? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. Uh, the, I thought the action was great. 
I just thought it was because she wasn't a super soldier, or I mean, she isn't a super soldier. She's just a normal person. She didn't even have her fancy like batons, you know, the lightning batons. Did she ever use them? Church. No. She, she has she, them on her she back. She has at one, one at the end. She starts oh, using. Oh yeah. Huh. Um, but like, she doesn't really use any of her real gadgets. Like, she didn't get a chance to shine as a superhero. She did. In the Avengers films, where she was able to like kick butt and use all her tools, she didn't have any of that. So that's why I was like, could be more of espionage, much more grounded, like you were saying, James. But they don't. Can even I can I cut in one quick that. thing? Yeah. Do you guys agree that like for a movie that she's the main character, the focus is barely on her? Actually, it's more like on right. Yelena. Florence Pugh, Yelena yeah. is, is the it's, bigger character here, and it's I a set of movie for Florence Pugh. To her. Kevin Feige yeah. said that too. He said it's it's just as much as a set of movie for Yelena than it is a origin story for Natasha. Yeah. And her fight scenes like, were much more grounded. Like it seemed more believable than seeing, um, uh, I guess, the Avenger fight. But I guess she's the Avenger, right? So she's automatically kind of super powered. I, yeah, I guess, man. <laughs> she, she but the car see, on, on that ago. they do mention like I- experiments and stuff that they do on the widows, and I'm like, so do they? Do they then show them? them. Fuck. Yeah, like yeah. they they bl- they they don't. They're not really clear on it. They leave it ambiguous, and I'm like. Just fucking tell us, dude. Don't sh- show me a short, uh, like a shitty shot fucking montage sequence for the credits sequence at the beginning. Right. Yeah. And be like, that was their training. Wait, what? <laughs> I could barely see what was going on. <laughs> They're watching Figured cartoons, sir. Sorry. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> yeah, they don't lean enough into her origins, which I was hoping that they would. I Like I said, I, I thought it'd be more akin to like Red Sparrow and, and get the focus on her. They honestly, they start her off as... A pretty older in in the film where they show her when she's you know quote younger she's not like that small of a child and i thought that they would you know expand i'm not going to spoil too much about it but like the time that she's a family with um uh alexi and melina i feel like they could have they were making the story up they could have made it longer it didn't have to be for the period of time that they did kind of made i like that beginning sequence though yeah i'll say that was good same i like that very reminiscent of that actually worked really well yeah, uh, reminiscent of the show with Americans. That's what yeah. it reminded me of. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, though, they, they started them off at, uh, as uh, Natasha was yeah. much older, and I feel like they could have started off younger, added a bit more weight to that, you know, the the family dynamic on that, and, and maybe felt you could have Show had more the progression, yeah. 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 I agree, Nabil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, very much this film should have been right after Civil War. It would have made more sense in the sense of just knowing where the character is going to go there would be those stakes that everybody seems like were was a saying there wasn't much of um was probably because we just knew what was going to happen to her um yeah and you don't you don't get that sense here just it, like, it okay, would have benefited next Nabil, i'm sorry to interrupt but it would have benefited all that growth that she experienced in all the other mcu movies because she she her character does grow in each movie specifically yeah. more in uh, winter soldier is when when she really goes through like a serious arc and i agree that having this after those movies would have probably given it more weight and and made it more meaningful to see like oh wow she's using everything she learned so yeah not sure why it was even an afterthought i mean i i know they, they buried some of the controversy in the film <laughs> yeah. that you know the, one of their uh, emails is leaked Disney bill that's why a, yeah i mean the execs at disney didn't think a woman-led <laughs> film would do very well until they yep. saw uh, Wonder Woman, but um, they're like money. She, she's an Avenger. She would have done she, she, great on her own to begin with, so they shouldn't have mm-hmm. waited so long to do her as an afterthought. Like it, I think the film would have done great. She's an she's got an interesting enough story to do. Um, 
Don't worry. Now we have Elena, dude. Oh wait. Yeah. Spoilers. I mean, that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Um. So just so it just sounds like from everybody. I know we we all kind of brought this up multiple times as far as the thoughts between it being sandwiched in between the two films that it didn't add a lot of weight to the movie, but. Do we feel like there were any risks taken with the film? Mark, I'll go to you. Like, Do you feel like there was really anything new or fresh here that you could have said that they really took a, a chance in, in this origin story, per se? They almost did. Uh, it's kind of a spoiler, so I'll speak more on it in spoilers, but it's it's the whole the blood on Natasha's ledger thing because it's one thing that is mentioned over and over and over again. And they sort of Disney it up and take that away from her, in a way. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Like, have some fucking balls, dude. And just, fuck, have some guts and just just leave it the way it is. And it, it almost feels kind of retconned, you know, to, yeah. to yeah. I guess make Natasha seem more uh, of, a, of a hero and stuff. But I, I, I yeah. Uh, it it could have worked if they just would have kept that and 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 made something feel fresh because it would have, and it probably wouldn't have been that much fresh because it would have felt akin to the Winter Soldier, but it would have it, 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 those two storylines probably would have been a little more parallel, and it still would have felt a bit refreshing the way it happened with Natasha, and yeah, with I agree. like yeah and with her defection from from Hydra. But, she's got um, a lot of faults that they didn't really want to lean into because of her past, and it's because she's an assassin essentially. And they should have they should have spent more time with that, like they did with the Winter Soldier, because they do lean in a bit with his whole past, and they find yeah. a way to redeem him. So I don't see why they couldn't have done the same it, thing with ex- her. Exactly, it would have it would have you took the words right out of the mouth. Would it would have redeemed her? It, aside from that, it just follows the basic Marvel formula. You know, it's a big conflict. Then they go somewhere to lick their wounds, and then you know it's a big freaking base that they got to attack or something, and they got to take down. So yeah. I mean, it it really had to rely on the story, and it kind of it, it kind of didn't land its mark there. So sure. What about you, Yes? Do you, do you feel like there were any other risks taken in this film? Yeah, I mean, I gotta agree um, with Marco there, like 100. Um, percent I had the same problem with it, um, where yeah, I just feel like. Marvel's been really good with um, making characters flawed but mm-hmm. redeemable, and that's kind yeah. of what we all love so much about these characters is that they, um, you know, they're not like these like superhuman, perfect, untouchable. They're human and they are flawed and and just like us, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may make mistakes, and um, I think it, it would have been better if they kind of leaned into that um other thing is um uh, i'll go into it in spoilers because it's gonna be spoilers so we'll lean more into that yeah okay yeah. well just speaking about the overall you know mcu or universe really just the whole progression of the story and how we know it ends do we think that there's, you know, how this connects in? Is it really making an impact in, in the MCU? Uh, James, what do you think? Do you feel like there's really any kind of change as it does as to add anything for the MCU as a whole? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, it came out fucking too late. Dude, obviously, yeah, if this hadn't yeah. come out, we'd be fine. So, well, I, I mean, like obviously, some there's something at the end, obviously, but... 
that will be in spoilers. But outside of that, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Maybe if some of these characters return. But outside of that, I mean, it, it works pretty well as a standalone film outside of the... I mean, you have to be kind of aware of what yeah. the Civil War stuff is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and that's why I think they have right. Secretary Ross showing up. So, you know, with, with outside of that, I mean, it, it's... it's yeah. yeah, you know, he's like, hey, it's me again. Remember I was in The Incredible Hulk? It's like one of those things where it just kind of, like... It doesn't add much, but it might add. I don't know. You got to ask us in, like, five years, I guess, you know? Like, mm-hmm. did it really have any impact? Obviously, it's in Phase 4, so it should, right? So, I don't know. As of now, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it adds too much, so. Yes, did you feel that there was something more that it added to the MCU lore <laughs> as well? I mean, outside of, I guess, whatever might be in the spoilers. It just, you know, just that it added new characters, and I do like the new characters that they, that it added. Yeah. Um, besides that, it really didn't, yeah, it didn't do much. Not much more. Okay. Right. I mean, they, well, we know that Natasha kind of had a, a, another family, so to speak. Right. So there's that. A little more, a little kind more depth of, yeah. to her character. Yeah, yeah a little sense. more background. But I, I do feel like it's not too much more from what we would have already just experienced when we were uh, seeing her in the other films. So, mm-hmm. but I see that. Okay, well, let's talk about ratings before we go into spoilers. See what our recommendations are for the film. I'll start with our guest. Yes, what I, I think you might have mentioned it earlier, but let's just get your take. How many stars would you give this film? I'd give it three point five out of five. Do you, but you would still recommend the movie? I still recommend it. Yeah, I think it was yeah. um, solid overall, but just don't go in expecting um, too much of her backstory. I'd say it's, it's yeah. a different story than you're probably expecting, but it's okay. good. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Marco, how many stars would you give this? I would say I'd give it three and a half. Also, it's it's still a fun ride. There's still some really good performances in the movie. The action is really good. Mm-hmm. I do like the fight scenes. They they don't pull punches on that. It's really cool to see like a bunch of you know in, instead of a bunch of male characters you know beating each other up. It's, you know it's all female characters mostly. You know fighting and you know, you know kicking each other just like all the other superheroes do. So it's kind of cool. And yeah, just uh, lower your expectations on the plot and lower your expectations on Taskmaster. That's it. Okay. James, what did you give this? I would give this a three out of five. All right. Any recommendations on this as well? Kind of the same. Yeah, I, I would say idea. I would still watch it. If you're into Marvel films, check it out. And I mean, truthfully, you've probably already seen it. So it's a fun. It's still it was still a fun watch overall. I liked it. It's just uh, you know, like I said, we talked about. I'll get even more during spoilers, but. Overall, it's just, you know, like Marcus said, bars. It, it doesn't quite hit the mark, but it's close, I will say. So. Very good. Yeah, and I also give it a three and a half stars. I think it was a very enjoyable film, and I would recommend watching it, um, even as just a standalone superhero film. But as, as kind of everybody else has the same consensus here, you're not really getting much more as far as depth with the story of the Marvel Universe or adding any more to the lore. It's, it's just a, a good standalone film by itself. All right, so those are our recommendations. You've got our takes on it. We're going to go into spoilers in a little bit. If you haven't seen the film for whatever reason, um, go ahead and skip ahead a bit. We'll talk about what we're going to be watching in our next spot. Otherwise, give it a couple bit. We'll be right back uh, and going into our spoiler section. All right, so going into spoilers, let's just get it out the way. Let's talk about the big 
big villain that really wasn't the big villain, Taskmaster. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, just Harvey. Well, I mean, well. <laughs> I don't Tell even want to say that. that. Yes. Look like Harvey Weinstein, not Taskmaster. <laughs> he did. Oh, shit. Ray Winston? Oh, Dracoff? No, yes, yeah. Dracoff did kind of look like Winston. No. <laughs> that is like a travesty. More put together. More put no. together. Uh, Weinstein. <laughs> They they Ray made him Weinstein look like that. Is a is a handsome man. You guys don't okay. I guess I'll just all right. I guess I'm going <laughs> no, to like him. With he's you. <laughs> he's in the Departed, Beowulf, fucking Cold Man. Check his ass out. Real Come on. Ray Weinstein is awesome. Yes. Um, Underrated actor that has never won anything, but he's he's definitely one of those guys that one day will probably get some. He's always there. He's a great actor. You know, he's, yeah, very he's solid, solid in the Departed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Departed. Pad. Um. So, yes, Dracoff, his daughter, Antonio, is Taskmaster. Uh, and that P- Olga Kralenko is, is his daughter. So, what did we think about that reveal, James? What, what were your thoughts on finding that out? Let me, let me ask you this, even before you answer that. Did you see it coming? No, for some reason, I kind of wanted it to be a rand- I th- Okay, so... Leading up to it, they've they've kept it like a secret on who was playing the character, right? So right. I always assumed it was going to be a big name person. Who technically Olga Kurlenko is pretty big name. She is, you know? She's yeah. in Quantum of Solace and a couple other mm-hmm. movies too. So, because you know we are the James Bond podcast, so check us out. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where I get it why they did it, but also I was trying to hint at it earlier. As soon as they show that scene. Where she says she killed someone, I'm like Disney ain't gonna let him do that shit. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, she's obviously Taskmaster. As soon as they yep. showed it, I was like, dang. And I was like, I guess Tony Masters will never show up in this universe. He may. Who's the real character? This is just their version, right? So I'm pretty sure not, because he's only they, Taskmaster. So I don't fucking know the fuck's going on. They, so. they might wreck on it. We'll see. I mean, they do it all the time with shit, aka the Mandarin, I guess, right? Um. I don't know. It's one of those things where it worked, but then even when she saves her, I'm still shocked that she didn't still want to kick her ass because it's like, bitch, you're the one who put me in this fucking situation, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I wish they had done that a bit more because at that point it's kind of wasted. I'm like, I guess this is just kind of like the the bodyguard, I guess. I'm like I don't know. I'm like, just here to be the muscle. Yeah, it'll, there it's, wasn't. It's- it seemed like they kind of wanted it to be self-contained. Like, they didn't want to take that anywhere else, so they were like... Yeah, like, don't worry, she this. won't show up anywhere else, but she does go with the other one, so maybe she will come back, but I don't know. Yeah. There wasn't enough bloodlust, is, is kind of where I, was, I feel mm-hmm. like, and that, you know, like, she should have more anger towards, even if she's being mind-controlled or whatever it might be, that she should have more anger towards her as in general, and it seemed like that really wasn't the case. I feel like... When it had it been-, been awesome? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, it would have been, I think, better if they made it that she wasn't mind controlled at all, and she was just angry, like yeah. she was just yeah. You know, she was Actually, conditioned yeah. by her yep. father. I mean, he obviously raised her, and she was conditioned to think this is who I need to go after and be like because she did this to us. Blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, I was uh, I was chiming in on that, Yasmin. I was reading up on something where it said like it, the mind control thing. It would have been better if it was just like blind loyalty or rage or something that was driving these people to do these things. And it was Natasha's actions that inspired them and her heroism to not do that, to, to, you know, just be like, you know what? Fuck this, fuck this guy, fuck this bullshit. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, but yeah, um, I, I agree on that, on that aspect. I, yeah, (laughs) I'm kind of torn with Taskmaster 
it was kind of cool because she's kind of the embodiment of what Natasha could have been had she stayed Black Widow. Just this soulless killing machine that does Dracoff's bidding, you know, against her will. Or maybe yeah. even willingly if they hadn't used the mind control thing. But at the same time, it kind of takes away, like I said, the blood on her ledger. Like, if if Antonia had died, if that had really been the thing, then it would have given something for Natasha to redeem herself for. You know, in the eyes of everyone else, she's looked at this as this cold-blooded killer that doesn't care about anything. But here she is proving everyone wrong. You know, just like Bucky had to do as Winter Soldier. He, you know, killed Tony Stark's mom, killed his his dad he fucking killed countless amount of amounts of people and it would have been mirroring that so it i guess i'm a, i'm okay with what they did but yeah i do agree that there's no fucking way you would have to mind control me to want to hate someone that drops a fucking five-story building on me and tries to kill me yeah on accident or not right. i would i would willingly go after them and you wouldn't have to nope don't have to trick me i'll 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 try to find them so um yeah, it's it's okay, I guess. It is a disservice to the character of Taskmaster and the portrayal of the character in in the comics, but who knows, maybe they'll continue that, maybe she'll end up being like that in in future properties if they bring her back, who knows? I don't know. Or they'll wreck on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she might still be a very active character with um some other side stories that'll be upcoming uh because obviously all those characters are Still very much in play and up in the air mm-hmm. on what they're doing afterwards. So I'm sure that there'll be some need to reuse them um, or reintroduce them in other series. All right. So outside of that, the uh, let's just talk about a little bit about the motivations of, of the, the villain, Dracoff. Um, and now I know that Dracoff, he's the mastermind behind the whole Red Room. But did, did you guys really feel he was as... I, I mean, in my opinion, I didn't feel like we really saw the the real weight given to what his evil deeds were um, in taking over the Black Widow. I know we've talked about this a little bit, but, you know, like when we went up into the special chamber up top and got to see the Red Room, which, I mean, it looked like it was like two two rooms in the hall huge complex over there we got it's a to, floating fortress sir yeah there's like nothing there's nothing the, there the flying triskelion very 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 moonraker like again right <laughs> <laughs> right high enough yeah. in the clouds that nobody can detect it not even radar satellite so you know it's interesting i was like um, iron man didn't spot this you tell me iron yeah. man didn't spot this okay right yeah, he operates in the clouds apparently. ultron ultron didn't grab this either that's weird yeah, I, what did you guys think about just Dracoff's character and his motivation and having find the need to just control them via his these uh, biochemical agent that they were using? Uh, Yezen, do you really feel like this character was realized or if there was like really even a point for him to be there at this point? At the, you know, No, film? I really didn't understand his character because they didn't give him a backstory. They He kind of was just, he just was Dracoff and he was evil and he wanted to i don't know world domination by via just to women rule the world yeah, yeah. women robots by control. by controlling women basically mm-hmm. yeah um they they didn't i think do so much with that villain that um he felt like a good villain like he he didn't i, I don't know i just didn't care for him as a villain and um i think mcu tends to have really good villains um like compared to other like DCU, you know. Um, so I was disappointed with that. And um, 
I also felt like like there was some like very cheap plot device things like, like him using pheromones. a ring. Yeah, the pheromone <laughs> thing was ridiculous. Um, but I mean, oh, we can't get the purple much. man has it in Jessica Jones for fuck's sake. Come yeah, on. but sure. this That's pheromone like, thing, you know, Black I'm Widow couldn't shoot him. That's fine. But then suddenly. Uh, Y- Yelena could go ahead <laughs> yes. and just put a what sword and she's like right there from him. No he was problem. inside the ship. She couldn't smell him. It okay. was outdoors. Sure. There was explosions. Her nose was stuffy. That's just how Florence Pugh talks. I mean, fuck, we Na- did. Yeah. Natasha could have, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was fucking badass when she broke the her point. own nose, but she easily could have just stood like, that room it's was like sound- 20 feet. It's she could have stood it back. It sounded like feet, the writers like, were running out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, what if super she healing summers. abilities? There's no bruising <laughs> what if she for just, two weeks. Yeah, she just put the nose back in, and I was like, not a scratch. <laughs> not a scratch. I, I, I agree, though, Yasmin. They, they could have done a lot more with Drakoff. Like, he was supposed to, you know, represent, you know, that, that abuse of power that, that, you know, that, that treats women horribly and stuff like that. And they could have gone a little more with that. And instead of, you know, copping out with a control like serum that they use on 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 the widows like it could have just been like psychological and physical abuse that he you know that yeah. you, that conditioned yeah. them to be loyal only like to him you know exactly yeah. and that they they broke out of it out of their own free will not because of some fucking antidote like exactly. give them the worried. strength to break out of that you know all so as, I, as well with some help from black widow and um and uh Yelena. so I just want to say also, <laughs> I was fucking dying when Drakeoff died because he fucking blows up and his glasses fly forward towards the screen. And I was just fucking, I was fucking I mean, not dying. to mention the corniest dialogue ever up to that point. Don't do it. She's like, what did she say? She's like, I have to or some shit. I don't know what she says. Yeah. And then she stabs she gets, it with a thing. Oh, and she, she gets blown up. With, with blown up like 40 <laughs> feet in the back. Missed like, opportunity. Remember it? Cause she keeps saying like this is a cool way to die this is not a cool way to die oh, she yeah. totally could have used that line there and i thought that's what they were going to do and i was like oh she's going to say this is a cool way to die and no and like wait a minute no. we can't sell toys for somebody that wants to die so we can't do that yeah basically <laughs> i mean it's almost like because like you know loki mentions Drakov's daughter back on like avengers mm-hmm. when he's listing yep. off the people that she's killed yeah. it's almost like the writers just like listen to him and like maybe we should include that yeah so yeah but yeah, then I mean, take it away what they did Absolutely like that, so. and I was but, hoping that they would go into a lot more of that because I mean there there was something yeah. else he said about like a hospital, and you know I was I was hoping that they would dive more into everything that happened in her background. Yeah, um, that made her kind of. I mean, she he traumatized her specifically. Black Widow, you know the the main character there that he's obviously given her a lot of pain and she suffered, and. You know, I know that they probably spent some time with. He does a villain trope of revealing his ultimate plan and and you know how he accesses things and everything like that. And I think that was a part of a point to just show how much of a master interrogator and manipulator Black Widow is mm-hmm. on being able to ha- manipulate men uh, to to be able to just speak on things that they weren't planning to just tell to anybody in the bulge. But the way it was kind of executed again, her skills and what we've gotten to see from the character, like you guys are saying, growing in each time. They just all seem underutilized. It just seemed like it was just, oh, this happened. Okay, well now this, now we're great. Now we're moving on to the next thing, kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas they, she's a skilled assassin. She's a skilled spy. She, all these tropes should be way less obvious, and yet it just seemed like it's, 
was a natural thing for everybody to follow suit because, you know, uh, Natasha Romanoff is here and nobody else could do it technically, but it just seemed like if it's the same thing where like they had um, a Melina, you know, take place of, uh, of Natasha, but was it really necessary? If she knew how to escape, couldn't they just tell Natasha how to escape? And then she would have been able to sneak up over there. Why did Melina have to go? But it, it wouldn't have be been as cool. Just tell, Bill. just tell her how to open up the door, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It didn't look that I'm hard. Just saying, like, uh, or she could just pretend to be the person she hasn't been in, like, seen somebody in like twenty years, right? Yeah. So many years. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Like she doesn't know how yeah. she is. She definitely knows as her an adult, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't really understand the whole like the face cloaking. The face thing. thing was that in was that in uh, Winter uh, Soldier? In, yeah. I was trying to remember where I'd yeah. seen it before. It was yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you have to be the exact same height, same build. Like, yeah, they're pretty similar, I think. <laughs> and one had a full on. I mean, me, and me and James couldn't do it, obviously. Yeah. No. And then the voice. Like, how does the voice work? I don't know. I just. Don't know. I, must I mean, it's. I guess they just were Mission Impossible, right? We've seen we've seen that do it many times. Because so plot, guys, that's why. Because plot, or the movie can't happen. Right. This movie could have ended twenty Reasons. minutes in if she's like, "No, nah, I'm good." Oh, yeah. you don't want to help? No, nah, I'm on the run. Thanks, though. Talk to you later. <laughs> Shit. Right? We talked a, a bit about Florence Pugh, of course, and we were like her acting and her character, Yelena. Um, there's a big post-credit scene with her. Um, Again, this is in the spoiler section, so you guys should know this, but Natasha obviously dies in Avengers Infinity War, or actually Endgame she dies in. I still feel like that is like the least justice she's gotten in that film. I know that people feel like she got... Did you guys think she was going to come back at the end? I did. I was expecting her to come back. Same. I was really excited. You know how they have their whistle? I thought yeah. she was going to hear the callback in the uh, yeah, in the distance. Like that. I thought yeah. someone That's else it. was going to do it for some reason. Like I, I just thought yeah. someone else. Like, <laughs> she looked I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just somebody else, hella weird looking. It's like it's Melina. <laughs> hey, I'm here to help you become the next Black Widow. Like what the fuck? Uh, uh, speaking well, of Florence we'll Pugh, though, she she's a right. scene stealer, though, man. She was. She, her performance is incredible. She's great. She's hilarious. She yeah. The way she poked fun of Natasha, especially the whole posing thing. You're a poser. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loved it. So it was good. great. I, lo- I love the vest. That was funny. The, yeah. The vest yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah, that like, little connection so cool. with the vest. <laughs> Just in case you guys want to know how she got that vest in All right, in the next War, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but you know I, what? I, if I lost this sleep is... over that. I'm glad I know now. I'm like, thank you, Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck. That All those sleepless nights. That was question that I had, actually. Yeah. Me too. I was but like, how did she do that, and why is she blonde? If the, if, <laughs> okay. If this was just a giant setup for Yelena, then um, I'm all for it, because, yeah. yeah, I'm sold. She's well, cool. they set her up for the next series. Um, after Loki's over, it's going to be Hawkeye. Uh, so... Where, yeah, where she just turns around... <laughs> And it's a photo of a Disney Plus subscription. She's yeah. like, hope you guys have enough money. <laughs> With the like, fucking the fuck? code, sign up for free. <laughs> for a <laughs> month. Three months free subscription, yeah. I was like, damn, Disney's like trying Mickey. a little too fucking <laughs> hard now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. <sighs> and so please watch Hawkeye. Yeah, what exactly. Well, what is your expectations of Hawkeye? And Florence Pugh has been confirmed to be on there. I think the character J- Julia Louis-Dreyfus is playing Valentina. Um, or Val do you guys is going I mean, to be I, I on know, there as well dude Valentina's really fucking annoying I can already tell she's building I didn't like her in Captain team. Soldier uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and even in this this is supposed to be her original thing I'm just like I mean I like Julia Louis-Dreyfus so I'm sure she'll be entertaining 
Yeah. Oh, I, I think she's that. supposed to be. Yeah. She's a bad guy. Uh, I, mean, yeah, she's, I, I think she's supposed to be maybe. I feel like it's a it's a bit misleading, and she's going to be more like Nick Fury's right hand, kind of on Earth. No, man, she set up the Dark mm-hmm. Avengers. She works. Yeah, she works for. Hydra. Yeah, I know she does the Dark Avengers. Spoiler alert! But I, I feel guess, like in the, yeah, so. in this story that she's going to maybe be a bit more involved with some of those side characters on behalf of uh, Shield, but in, the different Shield. But in it, Hydra, Hell Hydra. Mm-hmm. In answer to your question about Hawkeye, the font for the TV show for the title card looks shitty, so that it already doesn't so give me much shitty, confidence. Right? It looks like it's going to be a teenage series or something. Like that. Yeah, it looks so dumb. I don't but, really uh, think it's about him. I think it's about uh, uh, it's his daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah. Truthfully, nothing's going to happen. We already know these Kate TV Bishop. shows aren't leading to anything. So. Yeah. So. Well, that's just out the window then. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I like Hawkeye, cool. so I'm actually I'm kind of excited. He's so underrated. I've, I've read that uh, comic series, too, that this one's kind of based on. So With Kate Bishop. It it's I mean, they don't do don't, anything yeah. with Ronan. I thought that Ronan was going to be a bigger deal in yeah. Endgame or Infinity War. And I was like, oh, they just show him in one scene. He got a haircut, bro. Fuck. What do you want? <laughs> you got the fuckboy fade, dude. You got that high yeah. fade. Fuck. <laughs> He's killing Japanese people. I don't know. What do you want to say? Shit. all right so what about any other films is there any other characters that you'd be interested in seeing in the films within the original set of the the first uh what three phases do we want to see another hulk origin film or maybe something more you know we can't get a hulk film don't fucking say that in the bill and the universal doesn't want to make one and make one more hulk one more they got one fucking uh they got them they have him in um no they lost namor didn't they yeah I think yeah. Namor is going to be the yeah, new Black Panther. Right. So that was we'll get another sub- Quicksilver and Wanda film. They'll have them together again. You know, res- uh, revived vision. I don't know if I want to. Truthfully, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of them in between because, like we said, it takes away from it. Yep. Um, unless it was someone that we've never seen before, <laughs> and it's like an explanation of like where the Fantastic Four were, or like the X Men. Yeah. I guess is what I'm getting at. That'd Maybe cool. that would make sense, but. Outside of that, any existing one, let, let's let's move forward. Yeah. I feel like we've been stagnant for the last three years at this point. Like, can we get something going, or do we have to really wait for the fucking Spider-Man movie? I agree. Yes, yeah, we're gonna have to wait for we the fucking always Spider-Man, wait for the Spider-Man, Spider-Man film. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the December, Shang Chi is gonna be like standalone. Eternals, I feel like, is a standalone because they even go before the Avengers shit leading yeah. up. It's like, what the fuck's going on here, man? Yeah, and then Spider-Man it's a looks Doctor like the one Strange like, film. I think that's that the one and Doctor really Strange because they're together. both doing multiverse yeah. shit. They're like, guess right. what? And then Sony's going to be like, "Fuck it, here's Venom too. You guys like that and Morbius? Like, no, not really. So <laughs> you don't like that trailer? Oh, Morbius? I forgot they're doing that film. Uh, Everyone forgot they were. Jared Leto still wants people to know. That was one of. If you guys ever watched the original Spider-Man, well, I guess it wouldn't be the original, the '90s Spider-Man animated series. Yes, I hated the Morbius storyline. <laughs> I didn't like his that character. Him. I did not like any of that. He's like, yeah. hey, Spider-Man, what's up? I'm a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I get did morbid. like Blade was in it, though. I hope Look it up. You'll see what I'm meaning. That'd be cool. All right. Well, uh, it seems like we've got a pretty good consensus of the story. There isn't really much to add as far as the MCU universe, but we did enjoy the film. There was some good action scenes. Don't think it did Black Widow's character justice. I'm thoroughly disappointed that Ro- Natasha Romanoff isn't kind of alive still. Maybe they'll bring her back. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing Yelena. I think we all loved uh, Florence Pugh's character and look forward to seeing her more in some other series and hopefully a standalone film as the next Black Widow coming soon. That is the end of the podcast. With that one, guys, our review of Black Widow. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for your feedback, response, reviews. I do want to thank Yasmin for joining us today as well. 
Yes. Thank you. Okay. Not coming. Not flaking on us, you know. <laughs> um, she a awesome. real one. Uh, Marco, let uh, let them know how to reach us, please. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Movie Pals Pod. Make sure to like and follow, share, comment. Uh, we've been getting a lot of comments on our Instagram, a lot of replies, which is cool. We really appreciate it. Keep it going. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher, smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. Please rate us. Bring us back to five stars. What do we do? What the, What do we do? Come on. Love Give us those five us. stars. Make it's us all of Marco's pod. ex-podcast members, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you'll never get to five stars. Also, if this Fuck is your guys. first time listening to us welcome we hope you give us another chance and that you stick along for the long ride all right so tune in to uh next episode episode 104 we're going to be reviewing the new m night Shyamalan horror film old until then this is james and marco and the beal and yes have a good one